Hi, I'm Danny Simon, and I lead the New Life Fellowship Church here at Manipal. I'm so glad that you tuned in with us today to listen to our audio podcast. Do subscribe so that you can tune in every week. You know, I believe that a spoken word can change lives, and my prayer and my hope is that as you listen to today's message, it will change your life as you know it. Enjoy the message. So last week, you know, we started a brand new series. Anyone remember the title? Follow me. All right, that's one person who remembers. Thank you so much. Okay, uh, we started a brand new series. Okay, we called it "Follow Me." All right, and we picked it up from a phrase which Jesus often used to mention to his first followers. Every time, you know, he would come. You know, um, he would he would meet somebody. He would converse with them, and then you know, he before he left there that that conversation, the final statement or the final phrase that he would use with them was these two words, follow me. All right. So let me just do a quick recap what we did last week. All right. And um, in fact, let me ask you this. Okay. Right up front. I might ask you this a little later also. How many of you this morning can say that I follow Jesus? Anybody? It's one, two, three, four. Okay. Some of you are doubtful. Some of you are like, okay, do I follow? Do I not follow? All right. And I want to encourage you. Maybe you're a believer. Maybe you, you know, you, this whole Jesus thing is something that, you know, you're like still contemplating. Maybe, you know, you're not sure about this whole thing. I would ask you to do what Jesus asked his first people to do. Just simply follow. You know, a couple, three things that we looked at very specifically. We looked at the life of, you know, the disciple Matthew. The first time, you know, that Jesus appeared before Matthew and he told him to simply follow. Now, Matthew, you know, did not come from a place where he really believed in Jesus. He didn't. But his invitation, Jesus' invitation to follow was so inviting, so attractive that, man, Matthew just decided to follow Jesus. Okay. The three things that we looked very specifically. What does it mean to follow Jesus? Here's number one. You need to be a sinner. All right. Many times, you know, we have this whole idea that, you know what, I'm so messed up. You know, there are things that I'm thinking about that I shouldn't be thinking. There are things that I'm doing that I should not be doing. And many times, you know, we think that, man, to follow Jesus, you have to be holy. You have to be this. You have to, you know, get your act straight. But no. Listen, if you are a sinner, if you've messed up, if you think that, man, I don't qualify to follow Jesus, guess what? To follow Jesus, the first and the foremost requirement that Jesus often says is you've got to be a sinner. You have to be messed up if you really want to follow Jesus Christ. Here's number two, you know, you don't have to believe to follow. Now this comes, comes as a shock, okay? Let me say this, okay, in a way that many of you really understand it. You don't have to be a believer. You can be an unbeliever and still follow Jesus Christ. Does that make more sense? All right. You can be an unbeliever and you can still follow Jesus Christ. It doesn't mean that, you know, you have to really believe in this person of Jesus Christ. You study the four gospels. You read, you know, about his first followers. Many of them, you know, could not believe that he was truly the son of God. They couldn't believe it. You know, they couldn't even accept some of the teachings and some of the sayings that Jesus would say. Jesus would say, you know, I'm the bread of life. If, if you eat me, you shall live. And, you know, if you remember that particular that particular context there, you know, many of the disciples, you know, who were following Jesus, they said, man, this is such hard teaching. Who can accept it? And they left following him. I'm just saying, you know, early days, if you read, you know, through the life of many of those people, they really did not believe, but they chose to continue to follow him regardless whether they believed him or not. And over a period of time, they started to believe some of the things that he said. And even, like I said this morning, Maybe you're in that place. Maybe you don't really believe in many of the things that Jesus says. And isn't it true? 
maybe even if it does not matter if you've been walking with Jesus for a long period of time or not isn't it true that there are still certain things in scripture there are still certain things you know in the word that we still find it difficult to believe and to follow but we still follow Jesus Christ anyway and that's Jesus's invitation you don't have to be a believer you can be an unbeliever and still follow Jesus Christ and here's the last thing that we looked at his invitation to follow was to a relationship his invitation to follow was to a relationship it was not about the rules it was not about okay man you need to do this you need to do that it was not about man do this don't do that it's not about the list of do's and don'ts you know that jesus brought in christianity was never meant to be a religion based on rules it was meant to be a re- relationship it was meant to be you know the main thing that jesus kept emphasizing on was the relationship we looked at also this last week you know religion okay here's what religion poses an invitation religion says what change and then you can follow change you know your ways to repent and turn around from your ways you know stop doing all these wrong things and then you know you can join and you can follow us but you know what jesus invitation was jesus invitation was join follow and then you will change because the truth is you know if you think about jesus when you start following him maybe you don't even have a relationship with him in the beginning because you're finding it difficult man jesus is saying this jesus is saying that you know this and that and i'm not sure you know i'm come i'm ready for all of those things but jesus is saying listen don't worry about all those things you don't have to change your ways initially you know when you start following me just follow me just as you are with all of your sins with all of your baggage with everything that you're carrying just come along take the trip come along with me and he says you know as you keep following him over a period of time you know you will come into a place where you have a deeper closer relationship with him and because of that relationship you'll keep evaluating yourself and you'll keep evaluating the things that you're doing and saying that you know what i don't think i want to do that anymore i want to leave those ways because i love jesus too much to you know go behind some of those things jesus invitation is to join you and you will change and the question that you know that i ended with on you know i'm hoping on a high note last week okay is a question that i said you know that i want you to wrestle with you know right through this whole series am i truly following jesus christ all in every area of my life am i truly following him or is it just in a few areas okay you know what i like this about jesus so i'm following him in this area and this area you know i think i want to have it my own way i'm not sure i really agree with jesus i'm not sure i agree with what bible says okay or the word of god says i think i want to do this my way and the question that i want us to grapple with is a question that i want us to wrestle with is am i truly following jesus christ in every area of my life this is what we looked at last week okay what i want to do today all right is i want to you know take us through steps if you've decided at some point that man i want to follow jesus christ and i want to follow jesus christ in every area of my life what is it required for me to do if i need to truly become a follower of jesus christ okay our title today's message as steps to take all right steps to take okay and uh, today you know we we're, we're going to um hang around we're going to you know camp around you know there's one very familiar person story all right and uh, i'm not going to you know build up the suspense i'm going to tell you who it is okay right at the beginning his name is simon peter how many of you remember simon peter all right we're going to hang around you know that story which many of you are very familiar with many of you probably know the story because you've heard this if you've grown up in church at sunday school or i mean i don't know maybe if you've been at church you've probably heard a lot of messages around this particular portion of scripture as well simon peter was what by profession 
he was a fisherman all right and jesus you know when he met him he invited him just like how he invited matthew he said follow me anyone can complete that phrase for what he continued with i will make you fishers of men now what's interesting about the story about about this context where jesus invites matthew i mean simon peter all right it's recorded in two portions of the gospel okay there are four gospels in total jesus life is recorded in all four all right and um, you can read about jesus you know life and what he did and many of those things in all of those four gospels and this story is primarily recorded in two one is recorded in the book of matthew we met matthew last week how many of you remember matthew we met matthew last week all right and matthew you know he wrote down his own story all right and he also included the story of peter how jesus met peter and i want us to you know pick up reading from there today in the beginning okay matthew chapter 4 was 18 to 22 and jesus walking by the sea of galilee saw two brothers simon called peter and andrew his brother casting a net into the sea for they were fishermen and he said to them follow me and i will make you fishers of men isn't that random and radical just take a look at that jesus is i mean just walking and then he sees you know these two brothers who's doing their thing you know their profession they they doing their thing and then he looks at them and he said follow me and i will make you fishers of men and guess what follows verse 20 they immediately left their nets and followed him just like i mean if you remember this you know we we looked at the you know, matthew's life last week the similar situation all right follow me and immediately you know they just left and they followed and you know what what's what's further is even more interesting going on from there he saw two other brothers james the son of sebedee and john his brother in the boat with sebedee their father mending their nets he called them and immediately they left the boat and look at you know what what matthew does here and their father okay and their father and they followed him so i want you to picture this okay i mean here's two brothers they're doing you know the their father is there on the boat and they're doing you know they think probably you know the father has dreams that you know they the children would take up the family profession and they would continue all of those things and here's you know both the brothers are doing their thing and then suddenly this man jesus comes along and he tells him follow me and immediately you know these two brothers dad bye we're leaving all right you take care of the family profession we don't know what's going to happen we're going to follow this man Jesus Doesn't that sound a little too off Think about it And the reason I want to bring that up is because many of you you know you've grown up in church I get that Many of you you know you've come from a place where you know you've been taught this one thing that you know what it's either you follow Jesus and you got to leave everything else Have you ever heard that statement Okay and many of us you know we've come to this place because man we've left we've been left in disillusionment because man how do i just leave everything and just follow jesus like that how do i just do that i mean and 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 many times you know we 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 come to this place where we decide that you know what i don't understand it and i don't think i have what it takes you know to do what you know this peter and james and john has done here i can't just leave everything like that and follow jesus Okay I mean yes I know that's what the word of God says and maybe that's what Jesus expects of me and somewhere you know we've come into that place where we're not sure is this really what Jesus wants me to do and can I tell you this church that's not really what Jesus wants you to do because many of us you know we we stay away from church okay because why because we've come to this place you know what church is boring church is not a place you know I really want to go because man one because church is a lot of rules and regulations which I don't think I qualify to be second thing you know they expect me to leave everything and follow Jesus just like that 
okay this pastor especially you know if i don't come to church on sunday morning he'll text me after sunday okay if i don't come for life group he'll text me i mean what i've got a life now you might be thinking you know this and you still do it yes i do yes i do but i'm just saying listen is that what jesus is really talking about here how do we know it okay this is why you know we should be very happy that you know there are four gospels not just one because if this was the only gospel that we ever got about jesus we would still be in confusion we still be thinking does really jesus expect me to do that leave everything that i have believed leave everything that i've learned leave everything about my life and just blindly you know follow jesus that's not what jesus is called any of us to do we pick up you know the story okay from the book of luke luke now is a doctor by profession was a doctor by profession okay and and he you know he writes his entire gospel okay and the gospel you know that matthew wrote to was to a group of jewish people Matthew was a Jew himself and he wrote to a Jewish crowd Luke was a gentile just like you and me but they didn't come you know from the Jewish background so he wrote his book his gospel to all of the you know the gentiles the non believers and he said listen at the beginning of his letter you know what he says he said i have thoroughly researched all of this before i wrote this to you so what he has written his entire book of gospel of luke is based on his research and he has really deeply researched before he presented the gospel of jesus to all of his readers and we pick up reading about this story the same story luke writes it in the book of luke chapter 5 verse 1 to 11 and the story is a little long but i want you to follow and then we're going to unpack from there is that okay all right so let's look at what have really happened So it was as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God that he stood by a lake of Genes Gena Genesaret All right now the lake of Gena Genesaret okay is comes you know under the same it's it's it comes under the same this thing as the sea of Galilee okay so we got to understand that the portion of this lake is just a portion of you know the sea that's really there i'll come back to why i mentioned that you know a little later and jesus you know he saw two boats standing by the lake but the fishermen had gone from them and they were washing their nets then he got into one of the boats which was simon's and asked him to put out a little from the land and he sat down and he taught the multitudes from the boat when he had stopped speaking he said to simon launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch but simon answered and said to him master we've toiled all night and caught nothing nevertheless at your word everybody say at your word at your word i will let down the net and when they had done this they caught a great number of fish and their net was breaking so they signaled to the other partners in the boat to come and help them and they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink when simon peter saw it he fell down at jesus knees saying depart from me for i am a sinful man o lord practice okay for he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken verse 10 and so were also James and John the sons of Zebedee who were partners with Simon and then after all of these things have happened and then what did Jesus say do not be afraid from now on you will catch me follow me and i will make you fishers of men you know at which you know when you read this you thing like Matthew you could have mentioned a little bit about all of this you know we didn't know all of this such a big thing has happened i mean there's a miracle there Matthew is probably no mind when we meet we should ask him these questions when we get to him and jesus said to simon do not be from now on you'll catch verse 11 when they had brought their boats to the land they forsook all and followed him <laughs> 
there was a lot of things that happened before Jesus actually posted his invitation to Peter and he said listen i want you to follow me and i will make you fishers of men there was a miracle that you know peter had experienced just before this and you know what i want to do from this story you know for the remainder time that we have today i want us to you know unpack you know which i believe are stages that each of us are going through when it comes to our walk with the lord when it comes to you know our relationship and our following jesus christ because i believe you know we all start at one place and many of us you know if we were to you know evaluate our own walk with the lord i can say this about you and you can say this about me where you stand in your relationship with the lord is not the same place where i stand in my relationship with the lord that's true we are all at different levels we are all at different stages so when it comes to following jesus christ i believe there are four stages that each of us will go through or rather let me put it this way you are going through it even right now so you ready can we split up the four stages all right here's the stage number 1 i believe following jesus christ always begins with listening to him that's where i believe we begin i mean look at look at you know luke chapter 5 verse 1 so it was as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of god that he stood by the lake of jenner difficult word okay i'm not going to okay is this okay he's standing by that lake keep it as a lake okay you, you can you probably pronounce it better than i do okay but i'm just saying he's standing by the lake so this is a group of people you know they're crowding around him why are they crowding around him look at the intent you know by which they're crowding around him they're not there to see a miracle they're not there you know with their prayer request you know i hope jesus finishes preaching fast and he starts you know laying hands and praying okay have you ever been to a meeting hoping that you know the preacher would... you're probably thinking that right now now i But here's Jesus you know he's he's standing there and he's preaching and the people are so eager to listen to the word of God. And can I tell you this church when it comes to following Jesus Christ that's where we all begin. Because you know we need to come to a place where we are listening and you're listening and you're listening to what Jesus is saying you're keeping on listening to the word of God you're hearing the word of God you know you keep you know absorbing you know what Jesus has been speaking all throughout. And many times you know when we come to that place you know we we need to learn to just quieten ourselves and we need to come to a place where we are willing to sit down and listen to the word of God. You see following Jesus always begins at this stage. Following Jesus always begins with information. Following Jesus always begins with some content. You know can I tell you this church Jesus will never expect you to follow blindly. you didn't hear that let me say that again jesus will never expect you to follow blindly jesus always wants you to have some information about what he's calling you to follow and isn't it true i want you to think about this isn't it true that we will never follow somebody unless we have some basic information about whom you're going to follow think about it some of you here let me put it this way okay all of you here who's you know in for a course you're only here because you didn't just blindly believe manipal did you You had some basic information about your course, yes or no? Of course you did. You thoroughly researched. Some of you thoroughly researched, you know, before you wanted to come into this place, and you picked Manipal at some point, and you decided that you know what, this is good. I think I want to try this. I think I want to follow. Yes. Christianity is never about blind faith. I want you to get this. Christianity is about having information about what Jesus is actually calling you to follow and requiring you to come to a place where you want to follow you have to come to a place where you position yourself to sit and listen to what he is actually 
that's where he began and now can i ask you this why does jesus want you to start with this why does jesus want you to you know start you know at a place where you just simply sit and listen because of this one particular scripture i believe okay romans chapter 10 verse 17 he says you know paul while writing to the church at rome he says then faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of god what happens if you keep listening to the word of god what does it say here what does it say here what comes faith comes faith comes any time you sit down and listen to the word of god can i tell you what's happening here even though you don't see it you're sitting here and you're listening to the word of god being preached you know what jesus is doing in your hearts right now he's building up faith he's building up faith and i don't want us to miss this okay i mean can i tell you this i can't i can't logically explain how this happens but every time you sit down you listen to god's word you listen to you know what being preached on stage or you listen to a sermon on youtube i mean wherever it is that you're listening to the more you keep listening to god's word god does a work inside of your heart and he starts building up a faith that you're not aware of he starts building maybe you're aware of it why because man you've been contemplating about a certain area in your life you've been thinking about a certain area in your life and you're thinking that you know what man uh, how do i you know overcome this how do i you know face this situation how do i you know handle this challenge and when you come down into the presence of god when you sit down with god's word and when you start reading and you start trying to hear you know what god's word has to say about that challenge that problem you know what god is initially doing in your lives in our lives he starts building up of faith he starts building up of faith that we, like i said you know we are not even aware of how much faith we have sometimes so this is why i strongly believe you know jesus you know even that day when this whole incident was about to unfold you know people were pressing on to him and people were you know gathering around him and there was a faith that was being imparted there was a faith that was you know being generated inside the hearts of the people as they listened to jesus preach that day so stage 1 you know you start by listening to god's word you ready for stage 2 you know what stage 2 is loan okay i mean loan was a word that came up because i thought i'll put it as lend okay but loan is such a familiar word for so many of you isn't that true education loan student loan you know that loan this loan i mean we get that okay I believe this is the second stage that we need to get into. All right. Luke chapter 5 verse 2. Jesus he was standing he was preaching. I want you to picture this, okay? Jesus is standing in front of the crowd of people. His back facing the lake. Lake. Okay? And he's facing the people. So the people, you know what does it say? Verse 1. It says that you know the people were pressing on towards him. So I'm imagining, I'm assuming that you know Jesus is like okay, stepping stepping back a little bit, stepping back a little bit. Now his feet are getting wet by because he's moved into the water and he's still pressing back. And then you know he looks behind and he saw two boats standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone from them and they were washing their nets. Okay. Let me just explain that washing the nets because that's important, okay? They were washing their nets because normally the fishermen, you know, once they finished their fishing, they would wash up the nets, they would clean up the nets. They wouldn't just, you know, leave it on the boats, you know, and come back, you know, the next day. They would wait for it to dry up and they would roll up the nets and then they would take it back home. That's something that you know that was a regular custom that was a regular practice that they used to do that. So they were doing this and Jesus sees his two boats, okay? Verse 3, what does it say? Then he got into one of the boats. 
which was Simon's. And he asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and he taught the multitudes from the boat. So picture this. Okay, Jesus is stepping back, stepping back. He sees two boats. He steps into one of them, which was again, who's? Simon Peter's. And he looks at Simon Peter and he says, you know what, Peter, can you put your boat out a little back so that, you know, I'll have a good stage to preach, you know, to the crowd. That's what technically happened. Okay. And he, and he, and Peter, you know, does that. Okay. And then he sat down and he was teaching the multitudes on the boat. But guess who's also on the boat? Simon Peter is also on the boat. That's important. Simon Peter is also on the boat and Jesus is facing that side. He's preaching, you know, to the crowd of people. So what is happening, you know, in the lives of the people? We just saw stage one. They're listening to God's word and there's a faith that's being, you know, cultivated on the inside of their hearts. But guess, you know, who else's heart also faith is being cultivated? Someone who's sitting on the back end is Simon Peter. Peter's sitting and he's also listening to God's word. He's also listening to God's word. Listen, this church... Can I tell you this? Okay, I say this all the time. This is why, you know, I make it a point to tell each and every one of you, listen, whatever happens, no matter how busy you get, no matter how many exams you have tomorrow, try not to miss coming to Sunday service in the morning. Try not to miss a life group. Try not to miss a Sunday morning service. Why? Because man, this is where you get to listen to God's word. And it's important that, you know, you allow God to cultivate, you know, his faith inside of you. So that when you go back, you face your situations, you face, you know, the things that you're going through. You would be able to face it with a faith that has already been built inside of you. So here's Simon Peter, he's standing, you know, he's, he's probably sitting, I'm assuming. I'll, I'll tell you why I think he's sitting, okay. He's sitting behind and God, you know, Jesus, as he's preaching, you know, God's word, faith is not just being imparted there, faith is also being imparted to Simon Peter. What do I mean by loom? I want you to think about Simon Peter for a moment. We read a story. What, what, what was Simon Peter doing up all night? He was fishing. So I want you to think about this. Whole night he's been working. He's not slept. Okay. Whole night he's been working. He's not slept and he's probably exhausted. He's probably tired. Why? Because he's been doing this up the whole night. And then, you know, when Jesus comes up and he steps onto the boat, what do you think Simon Peter could have said? What do you think you would have said? Jesus, I didn't sleep at all. I'm dead tired. Okay. Can you take the other boat? Simon Peter could have said that. Peter could have easily come into that place where he said that, you know what, Jesus, I'm tired, I'm exhausted, I need to go back home, I have a wife waiting, I have a family waiting, you know, I need to come back tomorrow night and do the same thing. And if I don't get my sleep, if I don't get my required sleep at this point, I'm going to mess up, I will not be able to turn up for tomorrow. He could have come into a place where he said that, you know what, Jesus, this is too inconvenient for me to do for you. And church, can I tell you this? When you come into a place where you're following Jesus Christ, you have to come into a place where you're willing to inconvenience yourself if you want to go into the next level. Because it's, it's one thing, you know, to sit down and listen. And many of us, you know, here's what I've learned and here's what I've seen, you know, in the life of so many believers. It's so easy, you know, to come to church on Sunday morning as long as it does not inconvenience you about any other area in your life. Isn't that true? Oh, 
It's so nice to see you in church this morning. Yeah, I didn't have anything else to do, so I thought I'll come over. I'm free, so I thought I'll come over. But pastor, I've got an exam tomorrow. I've got too much to study. I'm not picking on any of you. You guys are good people. You guys are the best people. You never do that. But this is too much, you know, and I don't think I can finish up the portion. So if I come for one and a half hours in church this morning, I will miss out one and a half hours of being able to study and, and, and there's a possibility that I might So, so I, I don't think I want to inconvenience myself on that. But I want to finish everything. I want to make sure I've got everything right. And pastor, when I'm free, you'll see my face and you'll be happy. How many of us are willing to come into a place where you're willing to say that, Jesus, I'm willing to inconvenience myself. Yes, it's going to cost me some time. Yes, it's going to take me away from certain friends. Yes, it's going to take me away from many of these things. But I'm still willing to put myself in that place of inconvenience. Why? Because I don't want to just be in a stage where I just keep listening and listening and listening. I want to be able to loan you my time. I want to be able to loan you my boat. I want to be able to loan you my resources. I want to be able to loan you things so that I can see a breakthrough in my own life and church I believe you know some of us are in this stage where we are not ready to inconvenience ourselves we say that you know what pastor I'm too busy I'm too this tired I'm too this that but Simon Peter even though he was dead tired even though probably he had no time for this and he doesn't even mention how long Jesus preached and I think Jesus was a long preacher and maybe Simon Peter sitting there and thinking Please finish me. Please finish me. He didn't even have a mobile phone. So his wife doesn't have to, you know, ring him. I mean, thank God for that. But I'm just saying. Is it possible that Jesus is asking you this question? Hey, you say you want to follow me? Are you willing to loan? Are you willing to lend your time, your resources, your abilities, your talents? Or are you just willing to, you know, keep it wrapped up on the inside and say that, you know what? Jesus, I'm satisfied here. Oh, I'm so satisfied here. I'll come and listen every week. Oh yeah, I will do that. And I'm happy here. Don't ask me to get up. Don't ask me to lend you know, my chair which I'm sitting on for you. I'm happy here. And many of us, we're still in that stage. We're not willing to take up the next step and say that, you know what? I want to come into a place because I know that if I need to continue to follow Jesus Christ, there is an inconvenience that's going to be caused to me. But can I tell you this, church? That inconvenience is so worth it. That inconvenience is so worth it. And can I tell you why? Because of the next stage. You ready to go to the next stage? You seem very quiet. Are you ready to go to the next stage? Are you sure? Because the next stage is going to be a little more difficult. You ready? Next stage, I've labeled it as leap. Okay? You should really thank me. You said, Pastor, wow, you picked up an L word for every point. Yes, I did. So what's the first stage? You listen. What's the second stage? You loan. And here's the third stage. You Jesus, as you keep following Jesus, it's going to come into a place where Jesus is going to ask you to take a leap of faith.
He's going to ask you to take a step of faith. He's going to ask you to take a giant leap of faith. Luke chapter 5 verse 4. When he had stopped speaking, I'm assuming, you know, maybe somebody wanted to put a comma and finally, you know, that's just me to you, okay. Speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Now, Jesus could have just stopped speaking and then he could have placed an altar call and he could have said, all of you who want to follow me, raise up your hands. He could have done something like that. But you know what he does? He takes it to the next level. And he says, Simon, Simon, I want, here's what I want you to do now. I know that you've been listening to my word. I know that, you know, you've been like a captive audience. You've been listening and, you know, there's a faith that, you know, been cultivated inside of you. Now, I want you to get up. Thank you for lending me your time. Thank you for lending me your resources. Thank you for lending me all of this. Now I want you to move into the next step. Would you take a step of faith? Would you get up from your chair where you're seated at? And would you take a step of faith and do what I'm calling you to do? And here's what he did. He told them to go into the deeper part of that lake, deeper part of that sea. And he's telling him, listen, I want you to cast your net. Now, before we, you know, understand this, we need to understand something about fishing back in the day. Okay. Fishing back in the day was always done at night. Do you know why? Especially here. Because they just had nets. So here's what the fishermen would do. Fishermen would go out in, in the night. Okay. They would, you know, cast out their nets. And the fish who was probably at the top layers of the water, you know, in the night. And I'll tell you why in a moment. The fish would get entangled in the net and they would be able to catch that fish and then they would be able to go back home. The reason why the fishermen did fishing in the night and not in the day was because when the sun would come up, the waters on the top level would get heated up. So the fish would not come to the top surface. If they wanted to catch their fish in the day, they had to be able to, you know, go deeper down so that they could catch that fish. And that was not possible. Why? Because they just had normal nets. They didn't have like nets that could go all the way deep down. And that is why, you know, the fishermen would often wait till the night because when the, it was night, the waters at the top level would get cooler and the fish would actually come onto the top surface. So it would be easier for them to cast that net and catch that fish. Are you getting this? So this is why this is very, very impossible. Do you know why this is impossible? Because I'm assuming Peter who knew this, who what, I, who what I just told you, who knew the fact that, man, we don't do fishing in the morning, we do fishing at night. What do you think he would have been thinking when Jesus told him this? Jesus, <clears throat> you're a carpenter. I'm a pro. We don't do it now. Why don't you come back at night? And we go together. I, I get it. You want to maybe go fishing. I get it. We, we can go together. Come, come at night. I didn't make that up. Look, look at this. Okay. Simon answered and said to him, Master, with all respect, I mean, <laughs> carpenter, he's a carpenter. But of course, he doesn't want to embarrass Jesus. So he says, Master, not even Lord. He doesn't say Lord. He says, Master, you're a teacher. You're a good teacher. I mean, the sermon was amazing. I mean, those four points, you know, the L words, amazing. But, 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 but you don't know fishing. You don't know my profession. I know this. I've been doing it for years. I've been doing it thousands and thousands of times. I know exactly what to do. But you know what Jesus said? And here's Peter who said, look at what he said, verse 5. 
Master, we have toiled all night and we have caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, everybody say at your word. Nevertheless, at your word. Lord, at your word. Not because I believe what you say. Not because I'm expecting things to happen. Not because, you know, I, I have complete confidence and faith, you know, that when you say it, it's going to happen. I still have doubts. I'm, I'm, I'm not a full-blown full believer. But because you said it, I will You know what the problem with this is? What do you think? There are other fishermen around. What do you think those fishermen would have been thinking now? Here's Simon, you know, like looking like a fool, looking stupid, you know, willing to do something that, you know, they know that it's not going to work. They know that it's not going to happen. Probably, you know, all his friends are sitting around there or probably, you know, on the other boats washing up their own nets and they're looking at Simon and Simon, what are you doing, man? I'm going fishing with Jesus. Are you out of your mind? Are you crazy? Now, in the middle of the day, you wouldn't want to do this. You look like a fool and you probably, you know, waste your time. Aren't you tired? Are you not coming tonight with us? He would have looked like a fool. He would look like a person who did not know. And yet, and yet, Simon Peter was willing to look like a fool. Simon Peter was willing to risk it all, all of his friendship, all of, you know, it doesn't matter what they think, what they don't think. And many of us, church this morning, hear me when I say this. Many of us, we have limited ourselves, you know, we're not willing to take that extra step of faith because we look like a fool for it. And here's the question that I want us to ask ourselves this morning. Are you willing to look like a fool for Jesus? Are you willing to look like an idiot, you know, in front of everybody that you know, your family, your relatives, your closest friends, and say that, you know what, I, don't, I know this may not work. I know that, you know, this is out of the blue. I know this is random. This, this may not at all work. But listen, for Jesus, because at his word, because he told me to do it, I'm going to do it anyway. I don't know if I'll get results. I don't know if I can see, you know, progress. I don't know if I this, but I'm going to do it because, man, Jesus said so. Are we willing to come into a place that we're willing to say that, you know what, Jesus, I don't understand it. I don't know if this is going to work, but because you told me to do it, I'm going to do it anyway. And I wonder how many of us are willing to take that step of faith. How many of us are willing to take that leap of faith and say, you know what, I look like a fool. Everybody's going to laugh at me. Everybody's going to, you know, going to probably insult me and look down on me. But I'm doing this for my Lord, Jesus. Church, when you follow Jesus Christ, there will be moments in your life. I promise you this. There will be moments and, you know, situations in your life when Jesus is waiting for you to take a leap of faith. And you can't see, you know, the end result. You will not be able to know, you know, whether this is going to work out, whether it's how it's going to turn out for you. But are you willing to come into that place where you're willing to say that, listen, I'm tired of sitting here and just keep on building this faith, building this faith, building this faith without, you know, being able to exercise that faith in a way that God wants me to. And look what happens. Luke chapter 5, verse 6 to 7. And when they had done this, everybody say when they had done this. When they had done it. When they had done it. 
what happened they caught a great number of fish and their net was breaking so they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them and they came and filled both the boats and they began to sink it was when peter was willing to take a step of faith it was when peter was willing to take that leap of faith that he experienced the miraculous which he had never experienced before and can i tell you this church some of us you know we've been waiting for a breakthrough some of us we've been praying for a breakthrough some of us you know we've been doing all the right things but yet you know we're not able to see a breakthrough think about peter he was up the whole night fishing he was a professional he knew how to cast his net he knew probably i mean i don't know if there were angles to it okay maybe he knew exactly the right angle to put that net into that sea but he never caught a single fish and then you know this is random carpenter guy who comes in and says would you do it because i'm asking you to do it he takes that step of faith he says you know because at your word lord you are the word of god you are the truth and the life and you know whoever walks in you will be able to experience that and he took that step of faith and he was able to experience a miracle which he has never experienced before you ready This is Ishan. You see his biceps? Just kidding. I want you to imagine, just for a moment. Imagine with me. Here, here. You can look at him later. Imagine. You're going through life. Okay. Life, come. This is Benjamin. This is Benjamin. Imagine this is you. You're wading through the things of life, and you know there's this obstruction that's standing in front of you. And it's true. It's come out of the gym. It's horribly strong. It's tremendously strong. and you're trying to do things you know the way that you know how to do it this is the way the people are telling you listen do it this way do it that way and you're doing everything possible so so you know here's his life you know you you're wading through life you're wading through life and then you know you've reached this point where you know you just cannot move forward are you getting me you just can't move forward anymore because this obstruction is standing in the way and no matter what you've known how to do No matter what logic teaches you, no matter what theory teaches you, no matter what you do, man, this is so strong that you just can't move it. I wonder how many of us have been in a place where Peter was. Done everything that you could possibly do and yet you know you're not able to experience it. And you've been following Jesus, you've been listening to God's word, you've been trying, you know, to develop your faith and everything is happening and yet you know no matter what you do, this stuff is strong. Are you with me? but then you decide to do something out of the blue you decide to do something that you have never done before why because you sense that jesus is asking you to take the step of faith that you have never done it before and it's not the way that you ever done it it could be a relationship it could be your studies it could be you know a career i don't know what it's that you know that's holding you in your life but then you decide to do it the way that jesus wants you to do it so go on, push all right so you're trying to push Pump, 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 pump. Pump. All right. So he's gonna push. He's pushing. Okay. He's pushing. 
So he's, he's trying to push and he's trying to push it. But now here comes Jesus. And he's saying, listen, no, 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 don't do it that way. Just hold him here. Okay, I'll push him back. And he can push out of the way. Thanks. Can you put your hands together for me? Okay. We got a little bit wrong. We got a little bit wrong. Okay, I told him, don't hold too tight, you know, when you're pushing at the end. I'm sure you can withstand both of us together, okay? But I'm just saying, are you getting what I'm saying, church? Here's Peter, who was ready to look like a fool in front of everybody. And he was willing to do something that Jesus told him to do in a way that contradicted logic, in a way that contradicted theory, in a way that, you know, that was beyond understanding. And he was willing to come into a place where he said that, you know what, this is the obstruction and Jesus is telling me to go this way. I will do it that way, even though it will cost me, you know, my friends, it will cost me my family, it will cost me everything that I know. And you know what happened because he did that? He experienced the miraculous. He experienced the miraculous. Church, can I tell you this? If there is an invitation that Jesus wants you to follow him, do you know one of the reasons why Jesus wants you to follow him? All right, we'll do a little more about this next week. But I'm just saying, the reason, one of the reasons why Jesus wants you to follow him is so that you can experience the miraculous. You can experience the miraculous. He does not want you to, you know, just live a normal life. And you can live a normal life. You can live an absolutely normal life. Go back to, you know, your family. Go back to your friends. Do exactly, you know, what you think you've been doing all along. Or you could take a step of faith and say that, you know what? I want to live in the miraculous. I want to live in the supernatural. I want to be able to experience this miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle. And your invitation of Jesus to follow often is an invitation to live a life in the supernatural. Isaiah 59 verse 19, here's what it says. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. When the enemy comes in, wait, 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 go back, go back, go back. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. What is it saying here? When the enemy comes in like a flood, what does the Lord do? The spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. Now, the first time I read this scripture, I thought it was pretty encouraging. But you know, when I went through the commentaries, you know what the, many of the commentators said? They said, you know what? That comma that was placed there in that word flood, it should not have been placed there. Okay? And here's what they believe, the, where the comma should have come in. When the enemy comes in, comma, like a flood, the Spirit of God will lift up a standard against him. Are you seeing this, church? Are you seeing this, church? What is it saying here? You know, when the enemy comes in, can you go back to the previous slide? When the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up. This is good. This is really good. But you know, many of the commentators believe that, man, the comma should have been placed on the other side, okay? And that's when they say, and you know, the focus right now is that the enemy is really strong. But when you change the position of the comma, When the enemy comes in, the focus now becomes on the strength of God that he gives to you. Come on, church. Are you seeing this? Like a flood, the Spirit of God will lift up a standard against him. Can I tell you this, church? If you're willing to come into a place in your life where you're willing to come and say that, Jesus, I believe in you. Jesus, I want to walk in the way that you're calling me to walk in. You know what Jesus is going to do for you? Like a flood. 
Come on, everybody say like a flood. The Spirit of God is going to raise up a standard against you. The enemy. Wow, we really overshot time, didn't we? Can I go on or should I stop? I told you, I, I, today I'll just be too excited, okay? Let me just quickly wrap this up, okay? Can you go to the next scripture? Luke chapter 5, verse 8 to 9. Simon Peter saw it. What did he see? He saw a miracle unfold in front of him. He saw a miracle like he's never experienced it before. And he could have, you know, come to a place where he said, you know what? Jesus, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Jesus. Now I don't have to fish for days together. I'll go back with all of this fish and I'll make my money and, you know, I can live a comfortable life. He could, Simon Peter could have said that and he could have gone back to his normal life. But there was something that came along as he experienced a miracle. Do you know what he experienced? He experienced a revelation of who God was in that moment. And that's why he comes to this place where he says that, you know, Jesus, depart from me for I'm a sinful man. I'm a sinful man. I don't deserve this. I don't deserve to be here. I don't deserve all of these things, you know, Jesus, that you're promising and that you're saying that I should experience. I don't deserve any of these things. And he said, Lord, just go away. I don't, I don't, I don't deserve this. When you're willing to take a step of faith for the Lord, not only will you live a life in the miraculous, not only will you live a life in the supernatural, but you will receive a greater revelation of who he is. You will receive a greater revelation of who he is. Peter took that step of faith. And he was willing, not only did he experience the miraculous, but he got to know who Jesus Christ really is. He was not just a master. He was not just a teacher. He was not just a miracle worker, but he was truly the Lord. The last 10 is the word, the last stage, you know, which I believe Jesus wants us to come into is to leave. All right. You remember the four L's? Listen. What's the second one? Loan. Leap. Leave. Luke chapter 5, verse 10 to 11. And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will catch men. And when they had brought their boats to land, they forsook everything and followed him. It was in that moment when they experienced the miraculous that Jesus come to this place and told them, listen, would you be willing to follow me? Because I want to take you to a greater purpose, to a greater calling. And I'm not saying, listen, when, when you read this, you know, don't, you don't have to get scared. You don't have to think that, is Jesus going to ask me to leave my job? Is Jesus going to ask me to leave, you know, everything that I've known, you know, all this life? He might. I'm not saying he won't. But that doesn't necessarily mean that. It could mean that, man, would you be willing to make Jesus the Lord of your life in every area that you've ever known? Would you be willing to come into a place where you say that, Jesus, I've given some parts of my life to you, but now I want to come into a place where I want to give you everything. Because, man, Lord, I don't want to live a normal life. 
I want to come into that higher calling not just because I want to come into a higher calling but I want to come into a place where I can experience the miraculous I can keep constantly experiencing the supernatural You know one of the things Jesus said he said I come into the earth so that you might have life and life in abundance Can I say this in a paraphrase Jesus said that you know I have come so that you might have life and live a life in the supernatural in the miraculous Someone said this you know about the Bible if you take out every miracle from the Bible it becomes just a history book But the reason why the Bible is so powerful is because it's not just a history book it is it's true that everything that has happened has happened but the reason the Bible is so powerful is because God was in it and he kept doing miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle and church I'm telling you the invitation to follow for me and for you is listen would you want to live a life that is in the ordinary that just have life you know just have life you know man go to work come back and do your life every single day or would you want to walk alongside Jesus and say Jesus I've experienced a miracle once I want experience it every single day of my life am i following jesus christ am i following jesus christ church can we just stand up as we are in the presence of god every eye closed the presence of god is in this place the spirit of the lord is moving here And I believe the question that he wants to ask each and every one of us this morning is Are you willing to follow me? Are you willing to follow me in every single area of your life? And church even as we heard that question and even as we witnessed and we saw what happened in the life of Peter the invitation to follow is not just so that you know you can live an ordinary life no the invitation to follow is so that you can experience the miraculous every single day of your life you know simon peter he experienced a miracle there and then he left everything that he knew into the hands of god and he said lord i'm going to follow you in every single area of my life i'm liam everything that i've known so far i'm bringing it into your hands and simon peter kept experiencing miracle after miracle after miracle all the days of his life till the end of his days on this earth simon peter moved into a place of a greater calling he became a leader of the church the early church he began to move into a place where he was able to do miracles on his own with the help of jesus church Jesus is calling each of us. Jesus is calling you, he's calling me. And he's not going to force himself on you. He's not going to force himself and say you better follow me. He's not it's not that way. He's asking you, would you be willing to take a step of faith? I know that you've been listening to my word. I know that there is an amount of faith inside of you. But would you be willing to stand up? Leave everything that you've known and come follow me all the days of your life in every area of your life and so this morning maybe the spirit of god is convicting you maybe the spirit of god is asking you in a very very specific area and you know that you've been holding it back you know you've been limiting yourself would you be willing to come into a place where you say that lord 
I want to bring that area before your hands right now. And church, this morning, if there is an area like that in your life, I want you to bring it at the feet of the Lord this morning and say, Lord, I don't understand it. And I don't know what's going to happen if I bring this area into your hands. But I'm willing to trust you. Just like Peter trusted you, even though he did not see what was going to happen in the future. I'm willing to trust you. I can't see the future, but I'm going to trust you all the days of my life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father, we just want to thank you, Lord, for this time that you've given to us, Lord. Thank you, Lord, Father, Lord, for bringing us into your presence. Thank you for the word that you spoke to us, Lord. Thank you, Lord, Father, Lord, that you've invited us to follow you, Lord. And Father, we want to come into a place where we continue to follow you, Lord. All the days of our lives, Lord. Many of us, Lord, Father, Lord, we can see these stages and we know, Lord, Father, Lord, that we fall into one of these stages, Lord. But Lord, Lord, the whole idea of these stages is not, Lord, Father, Lord. We can identify and we can just be content with where we are, Lord. But Lord, you're asking us to take another step, Lord. You're asking us to move into the next level, Lord. You're asking us to move into that place, Lord, Father, where we're willing to trust you and leave everything everything at your feet, Lord. Leave everything into your hands, Lord Father. And Lord Jesus, we might look like a fool in front of everybody, but Lord, it's okay because Lord, we know that you have our future in your hands, Lord. And we thank you, Lord Father, Lord, that we can put our assurance in you. We can trust you, Lord Father, Lord, every single day of our lives, Lord. We thank you, Father. We thank you once again for this time, Lord. In Jesus' most mighty and precious name we pray. Amen. Receive the benediction. May the love of God our Father, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of our Holy Spirit be with each and every one of us now and forevermore. Amen. That really spoke to me. And I pray that it spoke to you as well. I want you to remember this. It doesn't matter what you're going through and where you're at. Our Heavenly Father is always with you. I want to say this. If you need prayer or you want to reach out to us, send us an email or DM us on Instagram. You know, let us know if we can serve you in any way. Just a reminder, don't forget to subscribe so that you can tune in with us again. And I'm really hoping to see you next week.